What's up? Welcome to the Pretty Decent Podcast, the podcast that barely meets expectations. My name is Javier, and I'll be your host. So relax, grab some snacks, and enjoy. All right, now let's get to the episode. Okay, are we rolling? We're rolling. Okay, everyone. Uh, whoa. Oh, my ears. Okay, welcome back. Um, this is a very special episode. And yeah, you guessed it. Pretty decent is officially one year old. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you to the live audience. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it's you know it's kind of crazy to think that I've been podcasting for a year now. Um. It's crazy to think that a year ago I posted my very first episode and I I can I like I can still remember how nervous I was about that and even like just recording it and how I kept butchering everything and just the reruns and stuff but oh, all the growth you know from the podcast from myself from life in general um, it's crazy. So, you know, I just kind of thought that it would be nice to reminisce on the past and like everything that has happened in this quite eventful last year. And what better way than to do it through a, to a, through a very special episode. Um, and yeah, so I guess before I start, I just want to say thank you, because um, honestly, the podcast wouldn't be a thing if it weren't for the least for for the listeners. Um, you know, the only reason I keep doing it, to be honest, is because I have an audience. So thank you, because I very much enjoy making content for you guys. Um, it also helps me to, you know, kind of like process everything that's going on in my life and put it out there for you guys because knowing that someone is listening to my stuff is a good feeling um, that especially now, like right now, is I don't have that since I live by myself. And I know that sounds kind of sad, but, you know, that's life. Um, but before I get to it, um, I was going to say... Welcome. Uh, this is Pretty Decent, the podcast that barely meets expectations. I am your host, like always, Javier Alejandro Sierra. Um, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I hope you're relaxing, having a good day. Perhaps you're commuting to work, or you're coming from work, or you're at work, or you're in your house, you're cooking. I don't know. Um, but thank you. You know, thank you for taking time of your day to listen to your boy. Just talk complete, utter non nonsense. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy uh, to think that it's been a year of doing this. Um, obviously, it's, it hasn't been a weekly thing. Uh, if it were, I probably have like 50 something episodes by now. But 
you know, life, life comes and I got to make time for life. So, you know, but I still, I mean, I pretty much have like a good track record of posting at least every other week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's surreal to be honest. Um, like I remember from probably since I was in high school, I, I like most of like my media intake was from YouTube and stuff. So obviously like, you know, the influence of seeing all of these YouTubers and stuff, just essentially being in Hollywood and LA or whatever, and just making content and having some sort of monetary gain from it was, you know, this idea or like sparked this interest in me of wanting to make content like I knew. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, tooting my own horn, but I've known that I have a good sense of humor and like I can make people laugh. But I never had the resources to be able to, you know, make content or, you know, have the skills to edit or anything like that. So I never really put myself out there in like making YouTube videos or whatever. Um, but I've always had like this interest of like making content for other people. And um, obviously, like as college progressed um i started to open up i guess my like being exposed to new things because i honestly didn't start listening to podcasts until i was in college and if you didn't know uh one of my favorite podcasts was my inspiration to say the least on uh wanting to make a podcast and you know they're two of my favorite creators and i don't know they're they're pretty big inspiration to me um their humor is not for everyone uh but i don't know i like i listen to them every day and just watch their youtube videos and everything so um i guess i take a lot of inspiration from them obviously i'm not as big as them or whatever but you know uh it's I guess it's good to have someone you look up to, to learn from them and, you know, master your craft or however you want to say it. Uh, but yeah, like looking back on this past year of just podcasting, um, I've learned a lot and one of the main things is that I underestimated how hard it is to podcast. Uh, Obviously, I don't go, you know, the extra mile to sit down and edit every single piece of audio or whatever, because if I wanted to do that, like, well, one, I don't have the time to just sit and add all of like the effects or whatever, you know, like have a soundboard, which I'm working on uh once i have a stable paycheck um but i guess it's just like um you know like even how to keep the audience engaged and how to come up with creative things how to work on 
you know, the flow of the episode and how to be able to look at something and, you know, either be able to categorize it as like, okay, this is like podcast worthy, or this is just like Twitter worthy, or, you know, all that stuff. And it's hard. It's, <laughs> it's like, honestly, I got to give props to whoever else has a podcast or is a content creator, because it's not easy. Um, I've suffered from burnout plenty of times. Um, also, just, you know, like that creative block, I guess, where you just don't know what to talk about um, and, you know, how to keep it creative. And also being uh, not person, I guess you could say like, I don't know what the, the word in English, um, but, you know, like when the numbers are not what you want them to be, but you're still making content regardless, you know, like perseverance. Is that the word? I don't know. Um, but because I'm, if I'm being honest, obviously when I'm not posting as much, there is like somewhat of a downfall in like listens and stuff, right? Um, but like, if I'm being honest, I was not expecting the the reception that I got with the first, I don't know, like the first handful of episodes, like with the first handful, each episode broke, I want to say almost 150 listens, which to me was just insane. I was like, what you're telling me that 150 people are interested in listening to what I have to say? Like, and you know, obviously like I constantly reminded myself of just like, hey, you know, obviously like the first few episodes, are, you're going to have a better reception because people are just brand new and they don't know you and everything. So they want to get to know you. So trying to keep that consistent audience has been kind of hard. Obviously, you know, I can't make the podcast my one and only priority because I have to pay my bills. So, <laughs> um but, you know, like I've been thinking on how to grow the podcast, you know, perhaps having like a, a video format as well um, and, you know, integrating a soundboard and all that stuff, actually kind of like making a legit studio, obviously without breaking the bank. Um, but, you know, just how to make the content better. And because I trust me, like I enjoy this. I enjoy just taking some time of my day to just sit down and just say whatever I'm thinking and, you know, talk about stuff that I saw on the internet and stuff that I'm going through and like how to make it funny and enjoyable. And I know sometimes I get very deep. Uh, but I feel like that's also someone love a good balance. Because it's, it's like, if I'm being honest, life is not all fun and games. But, you know, I try to see the funny and everything the funny side and everything. Um, so, you know, I guess I'm not going to be just all sentimental or whatever, but I just want to say thank you because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible because if I'm being honest, I didn't think that I would make it a year into being a podcaster and let alone have 
more than 30 episodes under my belt. Obviously, there's still a lot of room to grow from, but I'm pretty excited to see what happens next. Uh, I have a few guests lined up, um, which hopefully, you know, you guys enjoy them. Uh, but I know I'll, for sure I will enjoy having them and, you know, just working around and stuff. I'm planning on growing the pretty decent team because uh, I for sure need help. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I've been working on some other stuff behind the scenes for you guys uh, that, you know, you'll be seeing on the Instagram and yeah, you know, I'm trying to make the Instagram active, which is kind of hard when you're working a, a an eight-hour job. And yeah, I you know I wish I could just make a living out of podcasting, but I can't, sadly. Rip. But anyway, that out of the way. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so... <clears throat> kind of like going with the whole aspect of you know looking back on the last year right um like we've had a well we (laughs) i've had a lot of funny moments uh you know like the first episode obviously little old me with uh like i can still remember me recording it in my dorm over the summer and just overthinking and like, you know, re-recording everything. Cause I was like, Oh, it's not good enough. It's not perfect. But then I was thinking, I was like, Oh, if, if I keep striving for perfection, I will never, never achieve it. Cause perfection is not real. Um, so, you know, I, I was just like, I'll just go with what I feel it's best. And I just put it out there and then progressively, you know, I got the, the sponsor, you know, I'm making some money out of it at least. Um, and then, oh, the the episode two, ugh, that was one of the funniest episodes I've recorded. I genuinely enjoyed that episode so much. Um, just talking about, you know, being a simp in high school and having, uh, be well, being exposed to... Um, what's called reality TV for the first time. Well, not the first time, but uh, that I actually watched it because I wanted to watch it. Um, Let's see. Let me pull up the episodes. Um, Yeah, honestly, I want to say that the the episodes I I enjoyed recording the most uh, were anything related to my love life. And my COVID episode was pretty enjoyable because I was dying most of the time. The episode with my sister was pretty funny. Uh, Answering your guys' questions. um, Wow, I had a... (laughs) I'm starting to notice that this is a relationship podcast. And honestly, I dig it. So we're going to keep up with that that theme. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty relatable uh, and might as well make some money out of my trauma. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's um, 
I feel like I've gotten to know a lot of people through the podcast and uh, just, I feel like I've learned a lot and I've grown as a person through the podcast. Um, I feel like I'm more outgoing, I guess, or sociable. Uh, I'm more personable, you could say. Um, and I, I've learned to keep a lot of things to myself. Like, if you think that I say a lot about my life here, you're wrong. This is just a surface. This is just the tip of the iceberg. But, um, yeah, you know, like, obviously, um, I don't know, my hot takes on movies and stuff. Um, it's just, it's like... I don't want to complain about podcasting because it's a it's a privilege that I've honestly that I have, I guess, like, I feel comfortable, you know, talking uh, and putting myself out there. But it is hard finding topics to talk about that I enjoy and that I feel like people will enjoy listening to. Um because if I were to just talk about random social media things, I don't think that many people would understand what I'm saying. Because, like, if I were just to talk about my Instagram feed or whatever I see on Instagram or TikTok, like, most of the, most of you guys won't understand. Uh, or Twitter, you know. Um, so I guess, like, that's why I tend to go to my relationships. But I don't mind. I mean... Most of relationships are out of sight, out of mind, so might as well just put them out there. Uh, but speaking of relationships, uh, I did my homework and I watched 500 Days of Summer. And all I'm going to say is that that movie left me in shambles. I forgot to take notes because I was just, I'm going to sum up the movie in four memes or four pictures. Just picture this in your head, okay? If you ever watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you know the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio was pointing at the screen, that was me. Probably like a third of the movie it was just me pointing at the screen because I was so relatable. I felt so related to that. Then uh, the other, I guess you could imagine... Picture me in my couch with a tissue crying and, okay, disclaimer, mom, dad, I did flip off the screen. I know I'm not the perfect child anymore. I already swore on the podcast on accident. So, but yeah, I was very upset. So it was me flipping off the screen. Because I was just very emotional. Um, and then, see, it's easy because I tweeted about this. So it was pretty easy, easy to just like, I could just be like, oh, here are the pictures. But now I'm trying to like, you know, kind of like explain the pictures. Um, oh, next, just picture me as well. But like sitting at the edge of the couch and just with my face on my hands disappointed in myself yeah just picture that you know a chubby 
215 pound boy. Well, I'm not a boy, I'm a man, but yeah. And then next, just picture me looking at my wall and just thinking, I gotta move on. But I'm still gonna make create make content for the podcast out of this. So yeah, um, I guess the movie was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I want to thank TikTok for giving me that recommendation and just rubbing it in my face and telling me like, you know what, you're going through a lot. Maybe you should watch Five Hundred Days of Summer. Um, like, not gonna lie, the movie was great. I felt very related. I feel like I could relate a lot to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Um, what's his name? Tom? Yeah, to him. Because not even five minutes into the movie, and I was like, wow, that's me. Like, just the way they're explaining his character, I was like, that's 100% me. Um, immediately, I felt attacked. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I got to do it for the for the audience. I, and I feel like I need this. Um, and like, while I was watching the movie, I just felt, you know, like whenever you see something and you're, you feel like you're meant to see that because it's going to help you move on. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, I really needed to watch this because it really opened my eyes to the reality of how life and dating nowadays is where, um, we live in this society where people don't want to put a label and then it's just you know for those that are seeking something genuine and like real love and you know this like hopeless romantic and the only reason I'm saying this because I am one um <laughs> um you know it's hard because that whole thing of not putting a label on it or whatever it just messes up with our minds so much to the point where we meet someone and we think that there's this whole thing because like people say like oh if you're gonna meet whoever you're meant like you know it's fate or whatever but then like you meet this person and you think they're great they're perfect but they're like essentially summer um where they're like i'm just want to do it for fun and essentially, they treat you like their couple, but they don't put a label on it. And then whenever something bad happens, it's just like, oh, we're just friends. But no, it's like you've we've been a, we've been a couple this entire time. So don't give me the excuse of we're friends. <sighs> I know I'm ranting. <laughs> Can you tell? Uh, but. That's just how the movie is. And I really felt like I could relate a lot to that. That whole thing of like not putting a label or whatever. Um, and I want to say that the character of Summer. Like. Putting myself in her shoes. I can see where she's coming from with everything. Um, and I just didn't like her behavior. I just didn't like her as a character. Look, I love Zoe Deschanel. She, I love her in New Girl. I love her in 500 Days of Summer. I haven't watched, I don't know where else she's in, uh, but um, she's probably one of the few people that looks good with bangs and like she actually pulls them off. So props to her. Um, but 
just her character overall, just, I don't know if it's because it's a similar circumstance. Like that whole circumstance of the movie is something that I've been through that made me like peeved about it or what, but it's just her character. I was like, ah, oh, like I just wanted to go into the movie and tell Tom and be like, look, you need to cut her off. You need to talk to her and be clear about it. Cause if you don't talk to her, she's going to mess you up. And even like Tom's friends in the movie, I hope like his name was actually Tom. Cause I don't want to keep butchering this and just keep calling. Well, even if it's not Tom, we'll just call him Tom. Um, but even like his friends, like even I could relate to that because my two closest friends are like that, except for the fact that none, well, my friends, neither my two best friends, neither of them are in a relationship. Uh, whereas in the movie, one of them was in like since high school and the other one was like, oh, as long as they're pretty, but that's still subjective. Um, you know, even that, like I even I could relate to that because with this whole thing of like, you know, getting over a relationship and stuff like all throughout my four years in college, my two best friends have always been there like to help me out through it. Um, and like even like the little sister that was so relatable because my sister is just like that with me. So I feel like the mo and this is why I say that my life is like a movie, but it's not a, a ha ha movie. It's a <laughs> movie where you just look at it and it's like, wow, this is a very sad movie. Like, I don't know if I want to keep watching, but I'll keep watching because of the trauma. Well, not the trauma, like the plot of the movie. Not, not the <laughs> I'm mixing Spanish and English right now, but, um, but even like the relationship that Tom had with his sister is something that I can relate because that's somewhat of the same relationship I have with my sister where we talk about everything and like, she knows everything that's going on and she helps me out. And which is crazy to think that I ask advice to a 15 year old about love and I'm a 21 year old. So, yeah. But anyway, um, I feel like the whole movie as a whole was just like a wake-up call and telling me like, hey, you know, uh, you're better off without this girl. Um, someone better is out there. And, you know, like don't like essentially like learning to like – Okay, because I'm having like a, a stream of thoughts right now because I could also relate. I'll go back to like, you know, what learning and all that stuff. But I just before I forget, because um, we have to go to a commercial break real soon. Um, be Like even like the whole thing where he was going through like thinking of like all the bad things that she had, like oh, he, how, how he was saying like, Oh, the way like she moves her nose when like she's laughing and like the way she smacks her lips before she talks and stuff like that is something like I can relate to because I did the same thing where I'm like just pointing like nitpicking every bad thing. Well, not bad thing, but like stuff that people would consider bad and just putting myself into this like stream of thinking where I'm like, 
yeah, like all of this bad things and stuff like that. But in reality, like it's hard to do that because it's the stuff that I would see and be like, this is the things that I like because in my eyes, it made her perfect and unique. So I just feel like the whole movie, like, ugh, it was just, it was a hard watch. Not because the movie is sad, but it's just because, like, I could relate so much to the movie. And I don't know. It was, it was crazy. It was, like, I have a lot of thoughts and that I want to, I'm going to keep saying, but we're going to cut to a commercial break and we'll be right back after this, what is it called? Advertisement? Commercial? Anyway, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Um, anyway, going back to the movie. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, at the beginning, I'm going to be honest, like, I felt 100% attacked by the movie. I was like, wow, like, is it, like, is my life really that sad where I'm like, this person that's just, because it's not that I'm seeking a relationship, it's just. I know it might seem like that. I used to. I'm not anymore. I promise. But whenever, like, I meet someone, I have, like, just, I don't know. Like, if I meet this girl and I'm, like, head over heels for them, I'm just, like, I don't know. It's also, like, because I don't want to put blame solely on them but they are also to blame because it's 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 that same thing that summer did to tom in the movie where it's like you know she was the one that initiated it he when we're like okay like for example you know it starts okay if you haven't watched 500 days of summer i'm sorry but i need to like it's just a spoiler it's gonna be a spoiler review it's not gonna be spoiler free um because I, 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 it was my homework. The movie has been out for a while. If you need to watch it, just pause the episode, go to Amazon Prime and watch it. Um, if you don't have Prime, hit me up and I'll lend you my Prime so that you can watch the movie because I, I promise it's a great movie and you will not regret watching it. Anyway, um, going back to the movie, uh, Okay, if you probably want to, like, skip the spoilers, I guess go into, like, skip ahead to, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, but anyway, going back to the movie, um, you know, it's I – th- I think, like, I was frustrated watching the movie because just, you know, the relatability and the fact that most of it – at least my situations have been initiated by the girl where, you know, in the movie, it's like, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with the girl initiating it or whatever, but in the movie, it's her that, uh, asks him, right? Like, Oh, do you like me? And then he's like, as a friend. And then like, Oh, okay. And then, you know, like they are pretty chill. And then, it's her that kisses him in the copy room. Okay, who did the first move? Her. Who is the one that, 
you know, essentially started it all. It was her. So, yeah, and then she's like, oh, like, I'm just like, like, I'm just going to go with it, you know, like, have fun with it or whatever. Like, we don't have to put a label. And then essentially they're doing couple things, things that couples do, you know, like, hold hands, go on dates, watch movies and stuff. And then, like, when they have this argument, and like, later on, I think it's, like, day 300-something in the movie, um, uh, it, it was, like, after the bar fight and um, when they're in Summer's apartment and he's, like, uh, I did it for you. And she's, like, well, I didn't ask you to do it for me. And, uh, like, what you did was so stupid. And then, and then essentially he was, like, what are we? Like, are we a couple? Like, you know, and she's, like, oh, no, we're just friends. And I was, like, but – and then he's, like, no, we're not just friends. Friends don't just – uh, sleep uh, together and like uh, you know do things in the shower blah 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 and I was and I was like huh props to you for standing up for yourself because you are right friends don't do that type of stuff and that's the thing that I could resonate a lot because in my situations I have been in that situation where the like you know hanging out all the time and going out on dates and spending a lot of time together that's not stuff that friends do it's stuff that couples do and this whole thing of like society just like oh we're not gonna put a label on it and we're just gonna go with it it's not correct in my opinion i know like you know her reasoning was because of her parents getting a divorce and she doesn't believe in love and whatever, right? But, uh, and the whole thing of like, um, just like, oh, like, why do we have to settle now when like we have our whole life ahead of us and all that stuff, which is fair, you know, like, obviously a divorce is something very l life impacting if that's even a word but at the same time you can't be playing mind games with someone and not take accountability for them for what you're doing and that's one of the things that really ticked me off in the movie was that she wasn't taking accountability for she was for what she was doing like you know after you see someone and you've spent so much time with the person you should be able to understand how the person is and you know if you know that this person in this case tom was you know like the romantic type that you know thinks of like doing things that you like and you know and all that type of stuff like it, it really saddened me to see like the part where in there and like in the in the music store uh and like he pulls out the Ringo star vinyl and she's just like looks at it laughs and like looks at him like wow this guy is like kind of sad you know and then he's like like I could read his facial expression and just be like wow like what am I doing wrong because I've been in that situation where you're trying to you know be there for the person and then they're just like Ugh. um 
And trust me, that sucks. That situation sucks. It's the worst. Um, but it it really like like I understand. Okay, I'm not just gonna be the type of person just gonna be like, wow, like she is a total b word. You know, like she is the worst or whatever. But at the same time, it's it's just like the fact that she wasn't taking accountability for her actions, and then like. Yeah, obviously, like, she's not responsible for Tom's feelings, but you have to think of what you're getting into. Like, if you just, you know, if you know that this person is going to catch feelings for you or, you know, like, how the person is, and you still keep dragging it on and you just, like, you know, without calling it quits or, you know, ending it before it's too late, that's on you. Because he was putting in the effort and, you know, I don't know. Like, I have a lot of, like, things I could relate to in the movie. Um, and I do want to say that uh, the – I even, like, I did write this down. And it's at the end when the narrator is, like, after – when he when Tom is in about to go into the interview with um with the architecture firm and he meets like autumn right which is I was like okay that's kind of corny but I'll take it because I'm a corny guy um and you know the narrator is like coincidence that's all there ever is nothing more nothing less there are no miracles there's no such thing as fate nothing is meant to be and because that's what the thing that summer had told tom before where he she was like no like um because i could visibly like tom was upset at the fact that summer was married like after she was saying like i don't believe in love and like it's not real and then like boom like they break up and then like not even i don't know like it was probably like two months three months in she was engaged and married and the fact that you know when they were at the wedding and he asks like after like when they're talking like he asks her and and he's like why did you dance with me and she's just like because i wanted to i was like you know how he is. Like, you're just manipulating it. That really hurt me. I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, if Tom, if I could, I would give you a hug right now because you deserve so much better. Um, and I don't know. It was just like what she was saying about, like, um, that it actually, like, there is, you know, someone out there and, like, there is fate. And because uh, she was like, oh, what if, like, I wouldn't have gone to the coffee shop or whatever? Like, what if um, I wouldn't have grabbed that book or whatever? I don't know what else she said. Um, and then, you know, like, I guess, like, what I took from the end of the movie is that you can't really just expect things to happen. You also have to put in your effort. Like, you know, like, like at the end, Tom met Autumn, which could, you know, like, for the looks of it, let's say that they end up together, right? Um, like, yeah, the the opportunity present was presented to him, and it was up to him to 
you know, make the move and be like, hey, you want to grab coffee afterwards and whatever. And then at first she turns him down, but then she like, you know, like shakes her head and she's like, you know what? Yes, whatever. And then like, you know, there's that connection. So it's not that it's just, you can, it's not about just like expecting someone or, you know, like, it's not like magically someone's going to drop from heaven and just, you know, be like, oh, love at first sight or whatever. Like, no, like, let's be real. Like you, if, if, if you see someone and you think, you know, you got to take risks, like high risk, high reward. Right. And it's just up like, you know, if you're rejected, then just move on. And, you know, that's how life is. You know, you like Michael Jordan said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Uh, I completely forgot the office quote from that. But um, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm just going to be shooting my shot relentlessly. Uh, I'm a smart shooter. Um, but it's, you know, like you have to make those opportunities for yourself. Um, and I guess like looking back on my whole situation, like, you know, in the past four years, like all of the stuff that I've been through, I just, I guess like I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that's like, why is it like all of these situations are presented and then I always end up like worse, you know? It's like, like, how much character development do I have? Am I expected to go through? Like, there's only like, come on, like, there's only so much character development I'm willing to take without going crazy. Or, well, yeah. Um, Because, I don't know, it's it's frustrating. Like, watching the movie was a, it was a roller coaster of emotions, because I was like, like, it's so relatable. And, like, I know what I need to do to move on. And, obviously, like, it's not going to be easy. But, like, I'm, I'm not joking when I say, like, my everything that I go through is literally Netflix worthy. Because this could be made into a, 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 a good Netflix show. Even a few Netflix movies. And they would kill it at the box office. Honestly, not Netflix. Let's say like a Max original or even a Prime uh, a Prime video. Because, uh, yeah, Netflix kind of whack lately. But, um, yeah, I mean, the movie was great. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely in my top favorite movies. Like, rom. it's not real. I guess it could be a rom-com. Because it does have funny moments. Because um, at first it was like Love, Rosie. That was like, you know, top tier. But now it's this one. Like, like the soundtrack was great. Like, it's just, I felt so, like, I could relate so much to Tom. Like, even, like, the whole thing when, like, uh, after, I think is like, after their first night together, like, like he starts singing to Holland Notes and like because I was like oh, I love that song and I was like that's you know if I were in a movie like that's something that I would totally do you know like just dance along and stuff like that and 
it was it was just like um oh um it was just i guess like i don't know i feel like if i keep ranting about this it's just gonna get (laughs) i'm just gonna start saying things i'm gonna regret saying um and i don't want that uh but i guess like if i were to wrap everything up um yeah like a few points would be dating nowadays is rough and um the whole thing of like society you know wanting to put label on stuff i think it's bs um cuz like i know we all go through experiences and stuff but if you just don't want to put a label on it then just don't do anything and don't waste people's time two um i felt personally attacked by the movie but you know it was that type of movie that you know when you watch something in like your phone or whatever and you you're you're like i was meant to watch this movie and it just like because it shows you a lot of what you have to do to move on um at least that's how i see movies like uh because like the other movie I was watch I watched this weekend. Well, I watched yesterday when I watched Five Hundred Days of Summer. Uh, was Honor Society on Paramount Plus, and it was really it was a pretty good movie. Uh, if you don't know, that's like it's starring. What movie is she in? She's the girl from Spider Man: The Homecoming Homecoming trilogy. Uh. Betty Brandt, the blonde girl, and Dustin from Stranger Things are the like the stars in the movie. And it's this whole movie about, you know, she's trying to go into an Ivy League school. So like she's competing against three other students that are like top of it, top of her class and stuff. And so she's like, you know, trying to like be the top one, but she like tries to sabotage them and then like she ends up being friends with the other two. I don't want to spoil it because it's a actually a good movie, and like I highly recommend watching it if you can. Um, but in like in that movie, like you know, just essentially like learning to not put yourself in this cocoon and just you know like putting yourself out there and stuff, which is like you know kind of like what I'm trying to like I've been trying to do for the past what two years, um, but. Going back to 500 Days of Summer, this is definitely a video essay on the movie. An audio essay. I don't know what she's going to say. It is. But um, I guess, like, it's just showed the harsh truth of, like, how hard it is for someone that's a hopeless romantic to date in today's day and age. And that's the sad part because... Like, it's not like I can help, you know, like, you know, thinking highly of this person or like wanting to have something real. It just happens. Like, like for example, on TikTok, like I was, I have like a few TikToks saved where, oh, oh never mind, never mind. Um, like, I have a collection just called PDP, which is like pretty decent podcast. 
and there was this one that said like men fall in love like what is it like a lot quicker than women but that's just because like I don't remember why it was, but I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and also, I don't like that TikTok is just, my feed at least, is a mix of Andrew Tate content, like worthy content. It's just like, this is how you should treat women because women have no worth, which I don't think that, just to clarify that. I think if you, Andrew Tate is the worst person ever, so... You know, like, I don't believe, I don't support any of what he's saying, but uh, for some reason, the algorithm is just shoving it down my throat because, you know, they know that I'm going through something. Um, and apparently I'm a Sigma male, not an alpha, Ugh, rip, but, um, or like the other content I get is, hmm. Oh, like this guy on Twitch streams, like watching videos of guys interviewing girls and like he asks them, uh, like, for example, there was this one like, oh, like, what do you think of like when a guy says that he should be treated like a king and then he pauses and, and he start he starts like the Twitch streamer says like, oh, like she's going to say that, um, guys are weird for asking for that blah, blah 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 and then like but then on the other hand girls are like oh yeah slay queen like you know treat you you're a you're a bad bee queen or like you know all this stuff and then like once he like keeps watching the video it's like uh the girl is like like you like that's like toxic or something and it's like you know like the double standard in society when it comes to dating where um like girls can do all this stuff and then like when it comes to men like wanting to be treated with worth like we're on the wrong so then that's just some societal standards with men uh <laughs> and i mean some people find him controversial but i'm like he's not wrong like we you know like i might get heat for this but I'll do it because this is my take and this is my podcast. But um, us men, we should seek to be treated with respect and be treated like the kings that we are because, you know, relationships should be equal, you know. Um, yes, obviously, it is our job in the relationship to tr treat the woman with respect and with the respect that she deserves and the love she deserves but we also should be seeking to get the respect we deserve in the relationship. Like we're not going to put ourselves through hell for this woman and then like just be treated like trash. Cause just cause like society says that, you know, like all men are the same. Like, no, like not all men are the same. Like if anything, there are a lot of good men out there seeking a real relationship, but due to the status of how society is, and how dating is those men are essentially like negatively affected by men like andrew tate and all this toxic masculinity saying like oh you should treat women with out like don't treat women with respect and all that stuff so then 
all men are categorized the same when, you know, like, essentially, like, good men are just treated like trash. So I'm not saying that we shouldn't empower women, but there should be more equality when it comes to the dating game. And that's all I'm going to say. Because from experiences, I'm going to say that the dating game is not pretty equal. So a lot of double standards. Um, But wow, I guess this episode got very real. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean... It, it's the episode that's gonna celebrate the anniversary of the podcast, so I wouldn't take any, I wouldn't change anything about it. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess like if I were to finish the episode in a lighthearted way, um, I conquered the highway, I drove to Peoria, and I made it back in one piece. Um, I saw my best friends, which was. A pretty it was something I really needed. I realized that I'm going crazy being here by myself without any human interaction apart from my coworkers. <laughs> and yeah, it was nice seeing them and talking to them in person and not through text. Uh because I really missed them. But it was nice. Um and it's honestly hard to deal with all of this without being close to them physically. Uh, cause it's not like I can just go to their apartment and be like, Hey, I'm going through all this X, Y, Z. Like I have to talk to them on the phone and tell them through text, which is kind of like a lot of work because I'm a, I'm a business man. Uh, let me handle my business, man. <laughs> if you know those lyrics, then you're supreme. Um, but yeah, um, what else happened? Mm. Oh, I met up with another friend from Bradley and we grabbed dinner, you know, caught up and it was cool because he also lives in Pontiac. So it was kind of fun. He showed me around. Uh, apparently Pontiac has a prison and it's massive. So if I ever get fired from Caterpillar, if I ever get fired from my job, uh, I can work at the prison. It's pretty big. It's like, it's gigantic. It's huge. Um, what else? Um, oh, I was looking into, um, looking to get a pet. Uh, and I'm debating if I should get a cat or a dog. So... Because I think the fee to have them in my place is the same regardless. But I'm leaning more towards a cat because they're not as high maintenance. And I can't be taking care of someone that's high maintenance when I'm already high maintenance myself. So, yes, that's the deal right now. So if I get a cat, it'll be a cat named Kevin or Mr. Whiskers or Mr. Cat or just Cat. Maybe I should name him Otto. 
after the minion from Minions Rise of Gru. Yeah. Or... I lost it. Spam. After Turkey Spam. Yeah. Um... <sighs> Let's see. Um, as you can tell, I ran out of ideas. I just didn't want to leave the episode in like controversial relationship stuff. Um, oh, before I end up the episode, uh, share the episode on your socials. Uh, I really appreciate that. If you like the episode, share it amongst your peers. Uh, we're trying to take this episode to the moon unlike all the cryptocurrency. Um, yeah, you know, just help your boy out. I need to pay some bills. And right now the podcast is the only income I have. So, yeah. Um, what else? Mm, I think that's about it. I mean, I started training camp again. Um I'm trying to see if I run the Disney marathon in January, I think it is. If I get crazy, I might even attempt to qualify to the Boston marathon, which if I do would be insane. And that just shows how lonely I am. Well, I'm not lonely. I'm in solitude. You know, there's a difference because I'm okay being alone. Um, but yeah, if I actually end up doing that, it'll be crazy. Like, because you need to qualify for that. So just picture that. Your boy running the Boston Marathon. Just saying. Uh, but if there's anything I've learned the past year is that anything is possible. As long as you put your mind to it. Um, but anyway, we're going to wrap it up right there. Um, like always, thank you very much for listening to Pretty Decent Podcast. I am your host, Javier Sierra, and I hope you have a great day, a great night, and a great whatever you're doing right now. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Also, stay safe because the weather is kind of crazy right now. So, yeah. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Oh, uh, and share the, the podcast, please. Pretty please. I would really appreciate that. That was the ASMR corner of the podcast. Okay. So I'll see you later, guys. Peace. I love you guys. That's some kisses for you guys. Some forehead kisses. Bye.